So this is a really good question. A lot of folks uh, have asked me this in the past, and it's a question that's on their mind right now, right? How do I know when me or my financial advisor should make an adjustment to my portfolio, right? Because especially this year, we're in a year that is extremely volatile. Volatile meaning uh, going up and down a lot, and this year has been down significantly, uh, today being no different. And I'll start by distinguishing between the two portfolios that some people may have, right? So uh, I, for example, have a core portfolio. So this is my uh, long-term, long-term portfolio. It's well diversified across the world in major different countries, um, all the major, all the major countries. Um, I built it in a way to take advantage of um, making money long-term, which I won't go into in this deal, but it's uh, long-term in nature, uh, built specifically for my long-term goal of financial independence. And maybe I can go into how I built that in a different show. But then you have your home run or tactical portfolio that you're going to adjust depending on what's going on in the market cycle. And so to understand that, you got to basically know the four different stages of a business cycle because each cycle is going to be a little bit different. And based on where you are in the cycle is how you may want to uh, play the market. Um, again, before I go there, two portfolios. But the core portfolio is going to be where the majority of your money should be. And almost all people should really only have a core portfolio unless they know what they should do. But I do have clients that... Uh, uh, and I know people who have money uh, that they manage outside that they're trying to shoot for home runs with or just learning what they do. So I wanted to do this episode specifically uh, for them. Um, so let's go to the how do you know when you should make an adjustment on the on the tactical portfolio or the one that you're making adjustments to over time. You got to understand the four stages of a business cycle. Right? And the first stage is going to be uh, the beginning stage of the cycle where you had a crash before, so now asset prices are cheap, investors are scared and nervous in mass, but the good investors are in there buying assets uh, for cheap and being aggressive and buying assets at cheap prices. Stage two, the general public or most other investors that aren't professional or good at what they do uh, wake up and see, oh, wait, there's been some money made in you name it, stocks, real estate, whatever, because the first phase, almost everything is inexpensive. So now people are like, oh, there's money to be made. I think I'm, uh, the bad investors say, I think I'm going to place a little bit now, um, but I'm going to play real cautious. And you still have a big load of people that just aren't involved. But the good investors are still in buying, taking advantage of stocks that are priced appropriately or under under appropriately meaning fairly cheap uh, maybe not as cheap as phase one but still you can get a lot of value and make some money over time and both of these phases don't have specific time frames when you look through history they've been some been short some been really really long um uh, but now you move to stage three right and i call this the the bubble stage and again this can last for a long time too and in that phase you start seeing uh, some assets get uh, really expensive. You also see uh, 
lots of bubbles. So different asset classes start uh, getting crazy in price. So you can think um, uh, in, in, in the beginning stage, you might want to refer back to like late 90s, but not yet the tech stock boom. But before that, most people don't remember uh, that in 97-ish, um, you had people throwing money into Russia and that went up and crashed. And then you had the next year where people threw money in Asia. That went up and crashed. And then money eventually flowed to the U.S. in 99, uh, which caused a big tech boom. And that the, that tech boom was the end of the bubble cycle and caused um, or was a big leading part to the, the to the recession, right? So in the bubble phase, you start having these little bubbles, right? And today, or let's look back. 0405, you had people that were flipping houses uh, with no money down, houses buying houses that were not cash flowing, uh, which eventually ended up leading to um, the big financial crisis that hit banks uh, really, really hard, right? And now you look at where we are in stage today, stage three, you see things like this time last year, Bitcoin uh, being pretty ridiculous, right? And, you know, what I'm already seeing, I'm getting asked about cannabis stocks almost every day. Once the market decides to act right and go up more, you'll more than likely see that asset class go into a bubble. Because what happens, you have is bad investors having a fear of missing out. In stage one and stage two, they saw a lot of people make money and they don't realize they made money because they bought assets when they were cheap. And they're like, well, hey, I want to make money too. And I want to find something that's going up fast so I can make some easy money. I call it lotto ticket mentality. And those continue to play out. And as a, as a cycle gets, as, as, as stage three gets older, you begin to see the smart, the good investors uh, scaling back some risk, right? They're, they're getting out of the stuff that is going up really, really fast and buying assets that uh, are unloved, right? They, they still might be in stocks, but they may be in stocks that are selling for uh, cheaper than the super expensive stocks and or raising cash and doing some bonds towards the end of the bubble cycle. So they're playing defense when most are beginning to play offense. And in this phase, you get a lot of uh, amateur, not smart investors that are making more money than people that know what they're doing because they're taking lots of risk. They're going to the edge and the smart investors are saying, hey, I'm going to play this thing um, conservatively. Stay well diversified. Don't get crazy. Buy cheap assets and or raise cash and, and bonds, right? So stage four, as you probably know, is the crash. And the crash happens. And you got to remember stage three is when a lot of the, the majority of the amateur not good investors have gotten in. They bought really high. Then the crash, when it gets real bad, the bad investors panic out um, and bail and end up selling assets that are now cheap again to the good investors and the cycle repeats itself over and over and over again, right? So this plays out over and over and over again. You can look at, you can go back into the 1800s and look at all those market cycles and this is pretty much what happens over and over and over and over and over and over and over again because of human nature. So if you understand that, and or your advisors understand that you're able to get an idea and assess what part of the cycle we're in, which by the way, it's not as simple as that. There's other things that you want to look at to be sure what part of the cycle that we're in. I'm oversimplifying it. But the point is, if you can identify what cycle we're in, 
then you just control your emotions and make the emotionally intelligent decision. You don't have to have extremely high IQ to be smart in the market to have great math skills. You got to have some good math skills and you got to be able to know some level of accounting in my opinion, but it doesn't take rocket science to do it. The most important thing is to have the emotional control to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, right? Because in cycle three, it was extremely hard for me last year to look at people who I consider not very smart in investing, making lots of money in Bitcoin, more money than I was uh, investing, but I knew that how it was going to play out, and so it's hard. But it, it, it gets real hard to watch somebody make more money uh, than you with something that you think is just stupid, right? Um, on the reverse end, it's hard to buy into stocks at the end of October last month when things are going crazy and dropping but you know there's some stocks that are selling at very attractive prices. And over time, once things shake out, you'll be rewarded for uh, providing the market with money when there's a limited supply of money for those stocks. This is not meant to be investment advice. This is for informational and educational purposes. You need to seek your own counsel before making investment decisions. Investing involves risk. You can lose money if you don't know what you're doing. Past performance is no guarantee of future performance. I'm Philip Washington, CEO of Stonehill Wealth Management, a registered investment advisory firm, host of the Ask Philip podcast, and author of Retirement Investing 101. Y'all have a great day, and we'll talk later.